0: It feels good to have gone through a decade plus of just playing in clubs and being like a professional, like entertainment person. Because like, I know that this industry, people like, oh, it's so glamorous. And oh, it must be so cool. But like another thing that me and Ben share is we have like a really like practical view on what we do. And it's like, at the end of the day, I love expressing myself. And I love making cool music for people to dance to. And at the end of the day, I also understand that like, we're going into a club to do a job, and the job is to make people have a good time and sell drinks, and that's what we're going to do. And like, so just after doing it for so long, it feels good to just be able to walk in, like, we're going to nail this because we've just nailed it for
1: years. Hey, it's Margot Tanto here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. Welcome back to Windowsill Chats. I am so glad you are here with me today. I had such a ball talking to Ben Braden and Nick Sadler today, and you might be thinking, great, who are they? Well... That is the duo that recorded the song that is the lead-in to Windows Chats. It's also the reason that I called this podcast Windows Chats. And we kind of go into that, but I discovered them late one night when looking for music, and I just have never looked back. And I thought it would be really fun to hear a little bit more about them from the duo themselves. Nick and Ben grew up in Minnesota, and they are cousins. And they have been making music and figuring things out since an early age. They rode the bus together to school, and that's where it all started, which I just think is fantastic. They got themselves from Minnesota to Portland, and after touring for years as part of Portland, Oregon's iconic band, The Lower 48, Ben and Nick started their own indie electric duo called Strange Hotels in early 2018. And a cool thing, within weeks of forming the duo, they had the opportunity to open for Billie Eilish and Phineas, at the Crystal Ballroom in Portland. Their songs have also been featured in several TV shows, including Shameless, Vice's King of the Road, and Conan O'Brien's Needs a Friend. One of their more recent releases, Teen Dream Fantasy, was produced by Gordon Raphael of The Strokes and was written up in Music Connection magazine. One of the things that's really cool about what they do is they have taken a really DIY approach to recording their songs and producing their music. They use their phone and their iPads, and this allows them to be less predictable, more interesting, and record where they want to and when they want to. Nick and Ben describe Strange Hotels as the most collaborative project they've been a part of. They're really a sonic blend of dance, R&B, vintage pop, and indie rock. So plenty of great music to move to. I love it all. I read this quote, which I liked. Like a hand-picked assembly of vintage chairs, lamps, and coffee tables in a room you swear you've been in before, downstairs from your favorite dance club on a Saturday night, Strange Hotels is a dance duo from the West Coast, hooky R&B pop with retro grooves. Anyway, I could go on and on about what they're like and what their music is about, but if you happen to be in LA, you can catch them at Good Times at Davy Waynes and Harvard and Stone. And if you're just going to hang out here with us today, get ready because these guys are a kick. We had the best time. I'm just so thankful they said yes to my request of, hey, want to come on this show you've never heard of before? So they are a blast and tuck in and listen To Ben and Nick, and afterwards, go get Mixtape 3. It's super cool. All you have to do is text I heard you on Windowsill Chats or I'd love Mixtape 3 to 651-538-6961. With no further ado, here are Ben and Nick of The Strange Hotels. You're the most familiar thing about this podcast besides my voice to all the listeners. Isn't that crazy?
0: So awesome! When you reached out to us, and we we're like, "Hey, you've been the theme song. How long has it been?"
1: A hundred. I've recorded about 115 episodes, and and we're almost wow. that many have played. So it's been. It'll be two years, September eighth, and yeah, about 300,000 downloads. So a lot of people That's are so listening cool. to you. Amazing! It was
0: such it was such a great surprise to hear about that.
1: Well, it was fun because I have been thinking about it. Wouldn't it be cool to have these guys on? But like, they're never gonna. And then, and then mixtape, mixtape three came up. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to just, I'm just going to ask. You don't know me from Adam, but I know, I know I listen to you all the time.
0: The, the timing was so interesting because so that song, Need Your Trouble, we just kind of had it. We never put it out. It was just sort of on a few music licensing websites. And we had literally just, put a snippet of it on our new mixtape because it was a song from years ago but we always loved it we never found a place for it there and go. then on our on this last mixtape think like we started making like kind of sound collages in between some of the songs and nick was like what about need your trouble and i was like yeah i've listened to that in years and we pulled it up like it sounds cool and and it like literally had just come out, and then like a week later, you message us and like, "Hey, by the way, that song theme song." I was like, "Wow, it was good timing."
1: <laughs> We're just all ahead of our time.
0: Yeah, it was it was awesome.
1: Well, you know too, it too. It's funny how I found it because I I've been toying with having a podcast for a long time, and to me, the, something like the graphics and the sound or the music that. I mean sure sure what the podcast what we're going to be talking about is important but the music I mean come on so I thought it was going to take me forever and I would have to look through all sorts of things and and people were recommending you know royalty free and oh no it's got to be memorable like you know crime junkies memorable you know you want it to be your ringtone yeah. so right. i it was really late i tend to get not unlike you my best work done late late at night and um i was it was I remember it was in Euros. So wherever I found you, it was some site and I was sure you were from Prague or somewhere and you know it was in Euros and and it had just part of it didn't have the whole version. It just had part of it. I think it was only vocals and not the rest. And I was like, gosh, wouldn't that be cool? And I don't remember. I Googled, I found out the name. I maybe Yeah. And then it took me to where you were where I was able to hear hear more and what i had wished for was there and it was it was done it was like that i was like this was written it's like it was written for me so thanks
0: the modern world that's wild
1: It was wild
0: yeah (laughs) like just the fact that that can even happen isn't it yeah it's really cool
1: so enough about all that and we'll circle back but you guys are cousins from minnesota right
0: yeah yeah that's right Oh Money. yeah. So we grew up in Seward and Prospect Park. Oh, my so goodness. my parents were divorced, um, and so my mom had a house in Seward and my dad in Prospect Park. And that was that happened kind of later that he moved there. And so when I moved into Prospect Park, that was where Ben was living and a bunch we of our other chilling. friends. We started oh. hanging out because because we took the same bus. Now, like yeah, once that's that happened, really was like, yeah, that's really fun. when we started hanging out. Was on when that you bus were on the bus, school. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: love the that wait, that wait. Wait, hold on. Minneapolis, and then where do you live now? I live on an island. I live on Vashon Island off Seattle. Oh yeah, Vashon Island—that's where
0: friend Noah always went there. Yeah, totally. It's a, a good part. spot. Amazing.
1: I highly recommend. I um, yeah, it, it's one of those places. There's a lot of very interesting people here because you can hide away. There's some very interesting music uh, people here. In fact, yeah.
0: I- for sure, Washington, like, can, is it? Yeah, it's a crazy place out there.
1: It is, and a, yeah. So yeah, it, I recommend come visit. We will. Yeah, so you were in Portland, and then did you go to LA right before the pandemic
0: or before? Yeah, yeah, we moved about. So we moved October twenty nineteen. Okay, so like five months before.
1: So it was like, let's do this thing, let's get it out there, and then let's not do anything for a long
0: time. Yeah, and like kind of the idea of starting this band, because we were in another band for years called The Lower 48 for for years. And when we started this band, it was kind of the idea was, okay, now it's just us, it's very simple, it's very straightforward, and we're going to like try to move to uh, California and preferably L.A. And uh, we'd been touring through California with the old band, like, four times a year so we we were sort of familiar um we had a bunch of friends there, there were some seeds planted down here yeah and then when we started the band yet yeah, the idea was like let's get to LA and, and that actually took us about a year and a half to just figure out how we were going to do that because we yeah. were pretty we were I mean we've been making a living of music for a while but making the jump from a city like Portland to LA there's just like a big financial wall to get over It's true. so it just kind of like took a while to figure it out and then when we did we landed here we had a a weekly residency at this great club and we started playing and it was the best five months ever and we were Mm -hmm. it was so glorious it was uh, incredible and then the pandemic hit and it was so you know whatever everyone has
1: their
0: own story of how fucked up it was but it was the first five months were so good that it was actually worth kind of like waiting it out and not leaving.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it takes, that's awesome because you had a taste of it. I was talking yeah. to somebody recently who said, you know, we tend to stop. We we have a vision for what that creative thing is that we know we can be, or we want to be, and then it doesn't go well. And we're just like, Oh, you know, maybe not, but you had yeah. some pretty incredible things happen in that five months
0: yeah. I also can't stress enough. We also don't have like a backup plan. <laughs> so sometimes, and sometimes, but yeah, well, I, I don't think you necessarily should, like if we'd had a backup plan, we maybe would have fallen back on, that. but because yeah. it's, we're just kind of like all in, we, like, we are like, well, what are we, what else are we going to do?
1: Yeah. There were, if we, there were
0: some funny talks during the pandemic, because we were like, Oh, do we have to like do something else? And then we just, there was a moment where you're just like, "Are we gonna be bartenders?" And we just like burst <laughs> yeah. out laughing. We were like, "Actually, like, I-, I actually like have a better bet making it in music than making it <laughs> as a bartender." Yeah, and that was like a funny moment. It's just like, "Damn, all right, well, that's where we're at.
1: We're I gonna be turning t- back. Do I'd it. Be
0: a terrible bartender." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's now's the right time to go to college? It just, yeah, nothing else seemed right either. And so it wasn't even that necessarily we had courage. It was just we're we've like painted ourselves in this lovely little corner.
1: You know, um, might as well be in the corner you want to be in, though, right?
0: For sure. And oh I yeah. Mean,
1: that's like I think that's one of the threads that we talk about a lot here on the podcast. Is gosh, it, we all want to be doing that thing we really want to do, but when when you dive in and you're in it and there is no backup plan, then you do have to figure it out and keep it reinventing yourself and. And it's kind of, I mean, it's a backhanded gift sometimes, but it's like awesome, you know, because you have to be, well, it's not necessarily consistent, but you're consistently trying to figure it out. And then more people hear about you or good things happen, or it's like, Hey, who are these guys? And I feel like, again, in the music industry, it's so, it's gotta be so hard. I have had some good friends in the music industry who had, you know, their 15 minutes and, and they work just as hard as somebody who had way more than 15 minutes and isn't as good. It's just such a, I mean, that's life, mm-hmm. isn't it? But, but I think if you yeah. can find that place you love to play and, and your audience finds you and then it starts to grow and it starts to grow and then you meet people and you're in LA, so you might as well put yourself right there where, where the contacts are.
0: Yeah. And L.A. is like, there's so much work down here that you can just stay here. I mean, like, we used to tour a lot for years and years. And then the pandemic happened. Obviously, no playing live shows for basically a year and a half. And then when things started opening up again, which is now about a year ago, yeah, there was just this flood. First of all, a bubble popped. It was yeah. like, it was like all the clubs are like, who can play who's ready and we you know we were just ready because we just Yeah. still same two dudes living together you know All and our uh, equipment was still in the car it was like <laughs> literally ready to go awesome. so yeah we can just drive anywhere and do a show like that
1: way to go like we're here for you bring it right and so like
0: it was just this it was just this thing we haven't gone on tours in you know, I don't, I, it's hard to imagine going on tour right now. Yeah. Um, There's because there. yeah. And like, so not only would we have to like go, you know, do all the things about touring, which I love, but it is very hard. Um, but then also we'd have to cancel work here. I mean, it's so regular here. So it's hard. It'd be hard to justify it.
1: It's true. Cause when you have that work, I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't want to do the if work. You, if you say I'm not there, then you, you want to make sure they call you the next time too.
0: Yeah, and so yeah. often as an artist, you're just in a desert of work. You're like, where the fuck is the work? Yeah. And right now we're like, actually, like, it's all this work's laid out in front of us. We can see. And it's such a great feeling and we don't want to leave it.
1: No, don't. Don't. Yeah. So would you say things are happening that haven't for a while or new kind of opportunities that you didn't expect? What's happening? Um, I mean-
0: yeah, go ahead, Nick. Well, so coming like that—that that bubble that Ben was talking about, coming out of the pandemic, where everything started like we—we we need acts. It was crazy because we actually at one point had three residencies like weekly, which was wow. an insane yeah. amount of work. But mm-hmm. it was like we were just like looking at each other like, dude, how the fuck do we have three residencies coming <laughs> out of this? Uh, this that's like unheard of. <clears throat> all, we didn't play for, in LA. Yeah, we wow. didn't play for a year and a half. Yeah, which is by far since I was fourteen. Yeah, never the longest by far, and then went from that to then we've played a hundred shows this year.
1: Whoa, wait, that's yeah, that's...
0: which is the most I've ever played in a year.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's very cool.
0: But like the, I think I I bet you that that's kind of like symbolic and similar to how uh, a lot of people's like pandemic to like get the fuck back to work <laughs> attitude yeah. was. And I think it was, it's, it was like a herky jerk. Like it wasn't necessarily smooth. Like I'm grateful for it, but that's a lot to go from zero to 60 like that. Yeah, it is. And yeah, I think a lot of people too, like just, you know, had like a really weird year and a half, but then all of a sudden they're just like back to work really hard. You know, you it's think st- it's- we're
1: do you think it's because of the connections you had made and that you were so willing? Like why?
0: Yeah. It was some combination of the connections we had plus um, the vacuum of like most fans. Like I remember talking to like, there's tons of people that I was friends with in LA who were just like, I called them like two months after the pandemic started and they're just like, I'm moving home.
1: Yeah, And like
0: artists, like people that are out here trying to do some shit and it's like, People got really freaked out and it yeah. like people were obviously like financially destitute and mm-hmm. ended up yeah. like like it displaced a lot of stuff. So sure. and most fans are like these like little fragile, I mean, like and I don't the term snowflake's been ruined, but I actually mean it like in a good way, because like these beautiful little things that exist for a time period. Right. And then, you know, somebody moves or somebody, you know, yeah. decides they hate the drummer or something and has oh, like, a kid or yeah you know, and and they is. just like they they you know bands usually most bands I feel like not necessarily the ones that get successful but just bands uh probably you know two or three years and yeah. so a lot of those expiration dates ticked off during the pandemic which is right. also just like a snow globe right like everything got shook up and um and yeah, when things were ready, I just like, there wasn't too many, for better, or for worse, there wasn't just, wasn't too many people who were ready to play live as like yeah. a, as like a performance.
1: No, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. And it is, <clears because throat> you can look back at, at those moments you've had yourselves or, or friends have had, and you just think, oh gosh, those were some halcyon days. That was, that was the perfect crystallization. And then, you know, it yeah. melts. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that worked.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we were ready. I mean, like now, you know, there's so many wonderful bands that are back up and playing, which is just really, really great to see. It feels like the bubble, the bursting of the bubbles over. But we did kind of get kind of into some really good regular work. And yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back.
1: No, that's awesome. And coming out on tour, is that just because you feel like you should?
0: Right. I think maybe. Yeah, Um, you should miss to it, but we, we did it for so many years too, though.
1: Yeah. It's part we of, it's, it's just part Been of it playing. really. I mean, yeah, and I would imagine you pay, you played a hundred gigs in the past year. There's people are listening to you. People are out there. It'll be, it'll be cool to hit the road and, and just kind of totally see who's, who's paying attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be great traveling and playing music those things go hand in hand they feel like kind of like an ancient like an ancient marriage of like you're kind of supposed to get out and play for different people but that's the wonderful thing about la which is just this huge huge place it's like you can just you can do a million different kinds of shows here yeah yeah it's like la is is traveling for you like the turnover people are coming (laughs) in and out of the city constantly that's true you're like, you don't right. even need to move. And you're, you're just like, oh, an entirely different group of people.
1: Look at that. Had you, had either of you ever lived there before? Or just been there for years. Mm-hmm.
0: We just toured yeah. here a lot. And a lot of times, like, so when we were in our last band, we were booking tours like every three months and we were always coming down the West coast. Cause that was like kind of how we made our money and how we were able to And we to lived to in, we lived in it. Portland. Yeah. When we this was really Portland, it was like it made sense yeah right it made sense and so every time we would book a tour it's like all right we got to hit la because every time we hit la there was like a different response like you get somebody like oh i want to like license your music or like right. oh i know this booking agent or like oh i want to get you guys in this other club it's like so people do here so totally.
1: i mean that's the business it's totally yeah, the business.
0: The business yeah so yeah so then moving here it was like we kind of knew a little bit what to expect yeah um but also that's why it's so hard to leave la we're just now in the place that we always were trying to get to with our yeah. tours and, and it's so funny though ball. because some of those first shows in la we just were this is what la is like but it was just like when you're when you're on the road like magical things happen to you like i remember once in our old band we were playing at the house of blues and like thora birch just came up and gave each of us a hundred dollar bill like after a song it was like i don't know thora birch is in you know, american beauty or whatever she just, yeah yeah mo- movie star um, yeah like and we were like wild. oh my god this is what lla is like and like nothing <laughs> like that has ever happened since then Not <laughs> don't even you before. feel
1: like it's like it would it's almost that crazy like through the looking glass where it's like here's a new one here's what we're gonna do and they're gonna think you know yeah yeah, totally. <laughs> Plus, you you had some pretty amazing things happen when you first got there, right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So you played for. So was it? How did those things come about? Talk about who you opened for, and you played some TV stuff. Did that that all happen because of just being in LA, or was it from your previous band? I'm being so, cryptic because I you guys talk about it. Oh no, yeah.
0: When, so when we first moved here, um, we were there was sort of like a couple good prospects that we had that were like sort of our flagship reasons, what we were telling ourselves, like, okay, we're going to use these opportunities to like be able to live there. We yeah. had like a couple people that we knew and a club that we knew
1: was uncle. really good
0: that we could, yeah. that we could play at. Yeah. And so then when we got here, we were just basically like, all right, how are we going to make this work? And there was like, a- there was this one club that gave us a residency before we moved here for one month. And it was like every Tuesday and we got here and I called the booker, of the club. I was like, yo, dude, we just moved here. Is there any chance we could do a residency there like next month? And he was like, sorry, dude, like it's already booked. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, it's this country band, but I'm like pissed because the club isn't even like, paying me to book the bands and i wish it was you guys and i was just like wow. <laughs> it was like a moment of la inspiration i was just like um dude can i just give you 200 bucks to like book us instead of that band and he was like you know what yeah dude let's <laughs> do it so we got that that month residency and and we were just like all right if we nail this residency maybe we could just like get here every week and just play here forever
1: yeah. And,
0: and it was like the last, it was second to last show of the month. The manager was like, yo, can I talk to you guys out back? We we're like, uh-oh. And he yeah. was like, pull this out back. And he's said, I want you guys here every Tuesday. How oh my out. gosh. He's like, and, and I want to double your pay. That's now, that was the last residency to come back. But now that's our only residency. It's at this club oh called gosh. Good Time, Good Times at Davy Wayne's in Hollywood. It's just a absolutely magical place to see music and dance and, oh. and hang out and it's like this tiny perfect bar
1: Oh my and we gosh. put
0: we play there every sunday and yeah it's like packed there's like a line down the block every sunday is that one, the like
1: one a, where you go through like the secret
0: the door, fridge the fridge yeah. door to get there yeah oh my gosh yeah so cool
1: i love that it, that came back around too
0: it oh my god it had to we loved it so much oh, that man. we were like yeah, if you're ever in LA, you gotta come to one.
1: Absolutely. Well, it might even be worth a trip. I that sounds yeah. So you yeah. be
0: our guest. But so I think what you're referring to actually was All uh, the right well, when we started the band. This is before we moved to LA. We opened for mm-hmm. Billy Eilish, like right after our band started.
1: Yeah, and how'd that happen?
0: It was like the and uh, honestly, we opened for Phineas too. I never That's say right, that. The both of them, right? At the time yeah like he's obviously become so big and like a giant in his own right but yeah it was both of them actually we played in between them so nice we just had this let me back up a little bit so we had this booking agent uh in portland shout out chris we love you chris mm-hmm. he chris nortel he um was this and is this regional booking agent in the Pacific Northwest. Now he's moved on and does big stuff for bands, like some of the, some of the better bands up there. But uh, I just knew him kind of like when he was like on his way up and um, I knew from the, from being in our old band, the lower 48, that me and Nick needed a lot of stage time in order to get as good as I wanted to get. Cause it, yeah. it just, it took our other band like five where that band was like, we, like eight or nine years and i think it took us like five years to get where it was mm-hmm. like okay we're actually good on stage we're actually like have control we know our songs and like pretty much every show is good
1: yeah that's
0: and that took about five years and i didn't want that to take five years with this right. band and there's only two of us and so we're doing a lot i mean I don't. i'm playing bass with my feet nick's like singing and drumming and hitting the this pad and like it just it it was like a really rehearsal intensive set so so we got this booker who's a a good friend but he books these he booked these decently paying shows around washington and oregon and idaho but you'd have to play for like three hours every night it was always like a rural brewery that was like hey we'll we'll pay you 500 dollars to play but right. you have to fill 3 hours Ooh. free show no cover
1: just oh, random yeah. people just, from the neighborhood
0: yeah. right and like you know if you play yeah. in a big city typically you have to draw people yeah. but if you play out they will just pay you to play if you're mm-hmm. if your music's good having nothing to do with your poll right
1: Right, right. And
0: so we kind of just said, yes, we like had maybe a 45 minute set and we were like, yeah, we could probably stretch that to like two and a half hours somehow. And so we just, yeah. And so the first summer we were just like drilling and drilling and figuring it out and like kind of just threw ourselves to the wolves and, and like the set was just sort of like had to be good by the end of the summer. And it was, and I won't say we've, every show was great, but by the end of the summer, we had a really good set. And so then, anyway, so then he's like excited about it. And the Billy Eilish is coming to town. And this is before she's globally huge. I mean, she's still booked yeah. a, the Crystal Ballroom and it's sold out in a day. Yeah. But like she would never play the Crystal Ballroom. Right,
1: right, right.
0: It's like only 2000 people
1: right um, like brandy carlisle playing where i first saw her, some tiny tiny you know and now it's like yeah yeah you just you keep I mean, growing right if you're good it's still
0: like the biggest indie venue in portland but it's yeah. still an indie venue and so he's like hey have you guys ever heard of billy eilish and we were like no never and he was like well the rate this radio station is bringing her to town and i'm gonna pull a favor and see if i can get you guys to play in between her and her brother and we we're like okay cool crystal ballroom that'll be great like we had no idea the significance of of playing with Billie Eilish, right? And then we like get on stage, and her fans are insane little kids, like, <laughs> and like there was like this lead up where like these fan clubs were starting for us on Instagram just because we were opening for her, like weird stuff yeah, was we, happening. Wow. We pulled up to the club in our little truck, and there was like a line down the block already. And we go, like get out, and somebody's like Nick, Ben, take <laughs> yeah, your like, towels. and we're just like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, like that. That's once again. That's never happened again. Uh, like that's yeah. another one of those. <gasps> yeah, and like yeah, so so she just had like it was like, seeing a little like the beginning of Beatlemania. I mean, like she just has wow. There's like a fervor to her fan base.
1: I love that you played in between them too. Not in the beginning yeah. when not everybody's sitting down yet, but
0: yeah, Phineas I'm gonna throw it against. Yeah, Phineas was super pissed at us. <laughs> so mad that we were playing I'm in a, between. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a conspiracy theory right now. Me and Nick do not think that that guy is as young as he says.
1: Uh He
0: was supposed to be 21, and I was just looking at him. I was like, "You're not 21," and like his his keyboard was not a 21 year old was it giving
1: it away the it, suspicion the, key-
0: the suspicion from how he looked was what started it yeah and what was the nail in the coffin for both of us was looking at his grown man set up on stage yeah, yeah you're just, we like, just like looking just at his, his keyboard cool. with his vocal pedaling you're just like no no <laughs> <The> way <laughs> you
1: know better than that
0: uh. it just had a feel it just like because your instrument you're just like imbuing that with your energy all the time yeah. And it just was just like, no, something's off. Oh,
1: my gosh. You heard it here so first.
0: I, you heard it here first.
1: <laughs> did you guys always play instruments? And did you sing? Like, how did it all sort of come together?
0: Yeah, like, I was always around music as a kid. Played, Started playing piano when I was, like, eight or nine. But, yeah, like you guys were saying, like, always singing with the family. And took a few different, like, like I played cello for a couple years and, and like, like I said, piano didn't love it was like yeah. always kind of prof- proficient, but I didn't like putting in the, the work when I was that young. And and I think I just didn't like what I was being taught. Yeah. And then I started playing guitar. when I was like 12 and it was like, I took like six months lessons and it was like, I don't need like, I'm just, I want to do this every day. Hmm. And so and then since then I haven't taken a music lesson. And it's just like self driven.
1: That's the best. You yeah. Your, your thing.
0: Yeah. As soon as about... I realized I could make make up something instead of play sheet, like yeah. play, where all <laughs> these. As soon as I found that I could make something up, I was like, oh, I love this.
1: Yeah, big difference, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I took piano too for cajillion years, and I think it depended on my first teacher. Okay, my first teacher was David Gates, who wrote If. He was in the group Bread
0: Oh, cool. way back.
1: It was his sister. Bread. Yeah, way, way, way back. Um, it was his sister, and she was super cool. And I still, if I sit down at the piano right now, the song that I can still almost, I mean, it was something classical. It was Mueller, But I can still remember my first recital song. And now all, all the other ones yeah. past that. No, because I, I, we moved and I had these old bitty teachers that wanted to make me do the Oh God. I remember this one that for rhythm, she would say, and I had to say it out loud. Huckleberry pie pie, huckleberry pie. I was like, I'm not doing this. No, no huckleberry pie happening here, <laughs> but you know, piano, it, but then you realize later when you're trying to figure it out, like, oh, maybe that was helpful.
0: Was that, was that up? like like if you're on c was that like huckleberry pie pie huckleberry pie was that what yeah. it was yeah
1: yeah okay, yes oh but she's like
0: like just one two three four five right like that has to be what that is.
1: it was and it was half notes whole notes you know it was how fast to play and what that yeah. that's a huckleberry that's a pie i did play the guitar though i do love to sit down. I am way out of practice. But I think what you said, it's about to me, it was about how to learn it, who I was learning it from. And if you can learn it from yourself, even better if you know that like, like, oh, my right. gosh, like what I could do. What about you, Nick? Did you start with?
0: Uh, yeah, I saw in like, pre middle school, I thought I wanted to play the trumpet because the buttons looked yeah. fun to push. I took a couple classes and then stopped <laughs> showing up. <laughs> Never spoke of it again. And then my parents, I expressed interest in playing the drums because my brother was a drummer um, and and had a drum set. And my parents made me take piano lessons. So I did that for a few Um, years and had like a couple of recitals. And then my mom was like, you can stop taking piano lessons if you take drum lessons. Oh wow! And then because I had uh, divorced parents, I was able to get away with doing none of that um and and just i don't know yeah
1: get into
0: trouble instead
1: yeah <laughs> smoking, yep. smoking um,
0: pot and hanging out at my house yeah yes. i'm gonna smoking trade pot. this for
1: that yeah harmonizing that quote yeah. unquote yeah but, um
0: i always just uh, yeah I, just, I always just loved music i mean both my my dad's a piano tuner oh, um cool. he's been tuning for like 50 almost 60 years Wow, uh, um, shouts out, Billy. Yeah, shouts out. He's really, really good at his job. Um, yeah, he doesn't live thing. down
1: oh, by, he doesn't live down in Northfield. Does he have the best piano tuner when I lived in Northfield?
0: Wow. Uh, no, but he does tune in Northfield, I Maybe. think.
1: We'll have to get he tunes
0: to all over the state.
1: That's so cool. He's kind of like
0: the guy and like the he's last, t- he, tuned yeah, really? he tuned of for Prince, really? Of
1: course, he did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. what's his name? Yeah, I'm
0: like. Dan Wilson. Uh William Sadler. Billy Billy Sadler.
1: Okay, maybe.
0: Prince he's can I tell the story? Yeah. Prince made yeah, him yeah. sign a Prince made him sign a contract that he couldn't look at Prince while he was tuning. And then he looked at Prince and he got fired. Uh, really? Prince, Prince walked in the room and of course you're gonna have to look at Prince.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, and he got fired?
0: Yeah, he never got oh. called back well not fired he would hate that they right. just didn't he, hit him up finished no. the job he, he did, finished the yes job he did a fantastic job
1: like it was all yeah. quirky yeah oh, gosh
0: yeah it's cool to see like it's like really old school because he's just a contractor and yeah. now in the last couple of years it's like all these other piano tuners in the state there's not that many no are like either dying retiring or moving and then his just business just soaks it all up, and so like, wow. he's like passing passing it on to my brother. That's cool.
1: I love a niche Anyways. for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, Aw,
1: that's so. cool. I
0: don't know, but both my parents are just we're just really into music. So, and then yeah. and then me and Nick tried to start a band in high school. We actually tried to start a, a band that was just us two, and then, like, my parents let us put the drums in the in their basement and we were just like loudly bashed around down there i can't even believe they let us do that like i wouldn't let i wouldn't let that happen in my house (laughs) there's no way and uh and yeah they we just like but mostly in high school we were just like best friends we liked playing music together but we more liked like getting into trouble together nick had these like these he had a was it 89, 91 Camry, 89, 91, 91 91 Camry is a blue one with one red door. (laughs) And he got these unbelievably loud and amazing subwoofers. Of course. Like two 12 inch subwoofers in a custom box. My dad helped me install them. I had a friend that worked at Best Buy and he got 60, 60% off car audio. And so he like hooked me up oh my
1: god so good
0: we so it was built like, a box and then you could hear nick when nick would come to pick me up you could hear him coming like five blocks away you no could probably joke. feel it yeah 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 you know we loved you know 2000s hip-hop of the time ti right. 36 mafia dr dre outcast and we would just like blast that stuff out of that car that was like the one of the most fun experiences my life was like the six months before that car got stolen Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. it was awesome too because like there was <laughs> a, only a handful of kids at our high school who are like had their license had a car and then there was so few that actually had subwoofers there's like only a few you like you knew them all everybody knew who they were of course were. and like yeah. I checked out all their sound systems, and it was just it, it was nothing compared to how good my sound system was. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, but yours was but the we best were, for sure.
1: That's why it got and, stolen.
0: Yeah. Well. Sure. Yeah, it was just kind of a long story about that, but <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, but yeah, it was cool because we were, we weren't like the super cool kids at high school. We were just like the indie guys who wore like skinny pants. Sure. Like dudes like that would pants like call us gay and, and stuff skinny pants in the 2000s were just women's jeans like they didn't make
1: right, men's you had to jeans go figure that, that out
0: yeah so yeah. we were like going like yeah. we would go to the gap women's section yeah
1: who are it, these guys what are they doing
0: it was a funny combo
1: where'd you go to high school
0: south High. School. i was oh, gonna say then it then went i went to south for two years and then i needed to get out of there otherwise i was gonna die and yeah. so I found this arts state funded arts high school in Minnesota called Perpich that it was free. If you got in. Yeah. And you had to audition and uh, it, and it was only junior and seniors. So it had this sort of Hmm. air of like, almost like, you know, pre-college or something like that. And, and if you got in, you could do your art area for like four hours a day. Wow. And uh, I got, that was like the best thing I ever did was go there.
1: Yeah, that sounds like yeah. It
0: was it was a perpitch. It's a good move. If anyone in Minnesota is listening, that is the greatest school. It's yeah. It's
1: a great wow, place. I I don't know that I knew. My I have a my kiddo is going into high school and he got into the arts school, public. But so we live in an island, so we'll have to commute off. But it's worth it because it's something like worth that. It. And and he's oh, got so he it. got his class schedule yesterday, and there's two film classes, two theater classes. Yeah, math and biology that's, and stuff um, but like are you kidding me as a freshman in high school
0: that's yeah. badass that's yeah great. that's that's the way to go it's like if there's any interest in that stuff just like yeah so much I, better i
1: just hope he somebody's interviewing him someday and he's like yeah the best thing i did was focus on what i wanted to do at an early yeah age. that was
0: it really it, it was yeah my god i remember my last day of 10th grade at South. i knew i was going to perpet and i was like walking out it was the last day of school the bell rang everyone's freaking out summer just started and I like zipped over my backpack and like dumped all the contents into a big garbage bin and then just threw the backpack into. too <laughs> I was just like
1: yes oh my
0: god
1: <laughs> so good
0: and he left you feeling. Nick yeah yeah I have, you know I figured it out I I, I stopped showing up like <laughs> every year. I, I yeah. was just I, I had these like kind of weird cool (laughs) like older friends who were like they were like 25 or something and they had like an apartment and i just started like i had a bike i rode like a fixed gear of course
1: yes and
0: and i would ride like i would leave to go to school and like halfway to school i was like Fuck this I'd like to <laughs> call them just like yo what are you doing dude and he's like I'm playing video game smoking weed man you want to come over and just like yeah, it's like yes. I'm, a, I'm a loser <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> I'm your mom's worst nightmare
0: yeah oh, and they, they, my mom was down to live in denial though she'd be like honey I got a call from school saying you weren't there <laughs> what, what, what happened and I just think like,
1: there was a sub
0: <laughs> in all your classes
1: Eh, yeah, they fucked it up. I don't know. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Like, yeah, And the moms are like, I don't want to think anything differently, so I'm going with that. Okay, That's, yeah, that's not what
0: would have happened in my household, but <laughs> I would have gotten screamed at. Um,
1: <laughs> so then did the, how, did the band, did Lower 48 come fairly soon thereafter? There's
0: a good story with this, too. Yeah, so I met um, the okay. woman, Sarah, who was the other band member with us in lower pretty actually at that high school Oh wow! and so we decided to move to portland after high school because oh. neither of us wanted to go to college we wanted to just get to it and portland was less intimidating than places like la yeah. or new york or sure. nashville yeah and uh we had some friends out there or whatever. i don't even remember it was just to get out of the midwest and like there's all that pressure when you're 18 to go to college Yeah. And so I just had to go do something.
1: Right. Right.
0: I had to get away. And then Nick, you should tell the story of how you got out there. (laughs) Yeah. So right after high school, I was like, my, my whole dream in high school was to just, I knew I wasn't going to college, like by like the end of my sophomore year, I was like, there's no way. Like I have a, for the first time in my life, I'm going to have a choice about whether or not I go to school. I'm choosing no, (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) so i just wanted to move out of my parents house like get away from (laughs) i just wanted my own independence that was like my biggest goal i knew i wanted to leave the state at some point too but i got an apartment uh was working a couple of jobs saving up a ton of money just seeing what it feels like to pay bills and make money doing my service the cheapest rent of all time northeast minneapolis in 2009. (laughs) Yeah, it's like 700 total. I was there. I was there. 700 for a two bedroom. So this dude's paying like three. Well, Northeast. Yeah, not anymore. Not Not anymore. It was a good neighborhood, too. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't dangerous. It was like just nice. Bought a motorcycle. I was just having my midlife crisis at 18. (laughs) Um, And then uh, one, I, I had this plan to like, I'd apply for this program to go like teach English in Brazil because my older sister had, had done that in France. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Like we could just go somewhere else and get paid and learn a language. So that was kind of what I was like planning on doing. And then I went to this show with my friend who we were living with, who was also Ben's best friend. And we just like saw this band it was fun it was just some whatever band just like 24 year olds being like we're in a band yeah and then we walk out god bless and I was like, wow that was super fun and aiden our mutual friend who i was living with gets a call from ben and they're like on the phone and then aiden's like ben wants to talk to you and i was like all right what's up what's up dude How's Portland?" portland he's like good and i don't remember exactly what he said he's like dude so uh i was thinking no like this other guy left the band and we kind of need like a drummer do you want to like move out to portland and learn how to play drums and be in the band (laughs) and this was like on the phone after a show i was like a little buzzed i was just like sure (laughs) (laughs) but the the sure wasn't like sure i'm gonna bail it was like say less i'll be there in like a few months (laughs) <laughs> so me and me and Aiden and so Aiden the plan was Aiden was going to manage the band because he was kind of doing that already yeah and so Aiden needed to move too so it was kind of I think looking at it from Ben's perspective he's like oh I could probably just get them both <laughs> just be <laughs> well, easy because they live together yeah. yeah that was my perspective <laughs> yeah and so uh, well, and yeah, you're so like one of the best years musicians years. I've ever met yeah uh.
1: So, so off you went you got yourself to portland and
0: and uh yeah we've been at it we've been at it ever since and we kind of got professional probably like 20 22 23 it started being like we were doing it too much to like we kept getting fired from all these shitty jobs like i worked at this place called whole bowl in portland i worked at a record store in portland i just like kept being like can i get time off to go on tour and they're like you don't work here anymore yeah and so like we just kind of like so what we got forced in to having to do it all the time. It's been a trip. It's fun to reminisce about how long it's been.
1: I love this, you know, and I I think sometimes when you're forced in, it was like we were saying before. Then you you're in. You have to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Totally. You grow. Yeah,
0: I think one thing that we were I will give us credit for is we were willing to be really broke.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Like we were, we it was super uncomfortable and scary. And it's not like we had crazy support structures so we could just like do nothing. But like we were willing to be really, yeah, just like really, really, really broke for five, six, seven years. And that was fine. Like we were making music. We had a little studio. Portland's a great place to be broke because yeah, your friends all work at restaurants and bars <laughs> and you tip, they hook you up. Like that's the economy there. There's a little like yeah. communism going on. Your 20s, there isn't as much shame about being broke. no
1: it's kind of part of if you're trying to make it and have an idea and be independent and do your thing it's it's kind of comes with the tarot it's almost expected like why would you not be because then right yeah. right it all falls into place where it's supposed to
0: one thing about me and nick like one of the things we share is we're both and it was definitely like a curse for a while but i think it ended up being a blessing which is we're both really bad at having bosses for different reasons, yeah. but we're both we both suck at it, and so we kind of just couldn't hang on to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, it just like well, you trusted each other. Just, like, you knew
1: you liked each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something I think that creative pe- people just you don't want a boss. You want to be your own boss, which is not always easy, but it's certainly rewarding at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it's only it just. I agree. You stand having someone tell me what to do. That feeling when someone has power over you, when you've like worked at a place if you like work there for three days a week, and when they have the the power to make you feel afraid, mm. that's what I that's what I can't stand. It's just like yeah. you can yeah. make me feel scared.
1: It's true, isn't it? in that there are people that just take that on, like that power trip, and. Oh God, the feeling is just, no, it's not worth because, it. It's just not worth it. Because
0: it is so much power because they they have what the threat they wield is your financial security. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which in this yeah.
0: time in this country, that's that's almost everything. And yeah, it is. I, I feel the same way.
1: But I think too, what I'm sure you guys have proven to yourself is now it's who you know and how you show up, you know, and you you're doing something you love to do. And it's working and you show up, you've played a hundred times, way more than that, you know, the year's far from over and you're in a place where the connections are, but you're just you're making them anyway because you're, you love what you do. So it's going to, it's going to show pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty cool. It feels good to have gone through a decade plus of just playing in clubs and being like a professional, like entertainment person. Cause like, I know that this industry, it's like people, like oh it's so glamorous and oh it must be so cool but like another thing that me and Ben share is we have like a really like practical view on what we do and it's like at the end of the day it's like I love expressing myself and I love making cool music for people to dance to and at the end of the day I also understand that like we're going into a club to do a job and the job is to make people have a good time and sell drinks and that's what we're gonna do and like so just after doing it for so long, it feels good to just be able to walk in and say, "Dude, yeah. we're gonna nail this because we just, just nailed job. it for years." Right,
1: that's so cool. And they, know, the club, knows that. You know that your fans yeah, are shows. there for it. Yeah, y- you must have some crazy fan stories. Not that I need to hear them all, but just that's the whole yeah, other thing that so comes weird with. Those.
0: Yeah, I don't even. There's some. Yeah, I was like, there's some I don't even want to say out loud because the crazy ones are the ones who are gonna like make sure to listen to every exactly. word of this you know i mean mostly everyone who comes to our shows back to back the most wonderful sweet people we attract some great great people who dig our music it's yeah. one of the best parts like i can't say that enough like how wonderful some of the people i've met just through them being like hey I like your band and then they come to like five yeah. shows and they're like all right well we should probably have a beer that's if cool. you like yeah. it this much But yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some complete nuts. Well, especially people that are like down to go out and do nightlife all the time. Like that is, that is like, you're filtering out a lot of normal people there.
1: That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. So you released Mixtape 3, right? That's your latest. Yep. So, but you did that. And I love this about you guys too, is you, you figured that out too. You did it in a totally different way. I remember and there was something about like again late at night because that's when I get my work done. And I think it came up on Instagram or something. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean I can get this yeah. download? Like Nick, how- you
0: should Nick, you should explain this. Yeah. Uh okay. So we complain a lot. That's one of the things we get along <laughs> over. And one of the things that the streaming platform started to feel like was somebody kind of telling us what to do and for taking sure. advantage taking advantage of what we're doing. Yeah. And that we're and just working for them and promoting them. Their platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, using our music and getting nothing in return.
1: Yeah. Literally. And so, no.
0: yeah. yeah. And so it just, we just, it started, the resentment started to build over the last few years. And just like, we tried all these things. Like how do we get big on these platforms? Like, what do we do? Cause we put out quality music. Like, I know that the music's good and I know that there's a place for it somewhere on these platforms, but it just never ended up there. It doesn't help either that, like, the messaging from the platforms, like the Spotify for artists, quote unquote, right. is like the most patronizing shit you've ever read. Yeah. Like, it's they like, make it feel like it's your fault if you don't get big. They're like, if you work hard enough, if you put out enough songs, and you're like, that's not, I just, I don't know. It's awesome. <laughs> Danny, like, literally, what did he say is, like, people are like, well, don't you think you've, like, taken down the artist's earning power per song? Like, what we just per second of audio artists are just making less and less music? Like, well, that means they'll just have to put out more music. Oh, yeah.
1: my God. Easy for him to say.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the audacity douche. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. So, anyway, so, yeah, after many, many a night of complaining and shitting all over what they're doing and just being furious with it. <laughs> Um, it kind of, it was all for a good reason because it started getting us thinking about what else we could do. Like what yeah. what's a different way to do it? And Ben's always been saying like, oh, I wish there was a way we could just beam it from our phone to your phone. Like just, mm-hmm. we could just sell it. It's just like here, from this to that. And then yeah. you just have it. Like just like and how still, CDs work. Yeah, Because yeah. we came up in a time where people bought CDs and in our first band, and even at the beginning of this band, um, we would have presses of CDs and you can press like a thousand CDs for like a thousand bucks and then you can sell them for 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. It's like the profit margin's really good. Yeah. And then like you end up being the only CD in their car and they listen to you. And, and also they, they're not looking at the numbers of how many listens each song has. They just right. decide on their own what they like. Exactly. right and, and also I miss that. they they're th- me too and they're coming and that was also in a a period and like this isn't me just like whining about the present brand but it just was there were advantages to it like before streaming which is incredible i've discovered so mm-hmm. so much music through these things so like i right. get the power of it but yeah. but before that if <clears throat> you saw a band live that was if you didn't get their music from them right then you might never ever listen to them ever again mm-hmm. and so if you liked a band you had to get their cd yeah. and so we were just like yeah we were just flying through cds um i'm sure a lot of other you know musicians have had the same experience so yeah the idea that we, were to, we wanted to make a format that somehow got a little bit back of the the, the specialness the feeling of like oh i'm connected to the artist through this music that they sold me or gave me or whatever right because because you make the artwork for the cd too like you control it all and and so then we we were like talking about maybe doing an app like oh but but like the thought of musicians getting someone to make an app is so overwhelming it's like we already and then getting someone to do and then getting someone to download the app too like the idea like download our app like that just doesn't sound right (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't do that for another band. So yeah. I I couldn't see anybody else doing that. And so then we talked about, we were like, well, what if we just, we had this idea. Where, oh, we were like, what if we just, you know, files in your phone? We were like, what if we yeah. just put the album in files and we just airdrop it to people? And then you'd have the songs and the, songs the, and, and and the, the artwork. artwork in it. Right. And so then, but then we kind of, we're talking about that. It was a tentative idea. We played a show and this woman comes up to me. She's like, I want to, I want to buy some shit. I was just like, oh, cool. We got some hoodies. We got hats. She was like, no, but like, I want to buy your music. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I have an airdrop of the album that I could send you right now. She's like, oh, you're going all Kanye on this. And I, I was like, oh yeah. Kanye's kind of paving the way for this idea yeah that people people are into it people uh-huh. are aware of what's happening and so right on the spot she just gives me 20 bucks and i airdrop her the album and i went up and i was like dude this sold a file oh airdrop for 20 bucks cash
1: oh my god which is
0: about i don't can't do the math off my head but my guess is like that's about 15 000 to twenty thousand streams of a song
1: uh-huh yeah
0: maybe yeah. more yes
1: yeah. so yeah exactly so,
0: ben's like holy shit like we We got to do that more so then we say it on the mic the next week we're like hey we're selling airdrops of our album and at the end of the show we're i'm standing in a group with like four dudes one of like, let me get the album let me get the album and everybody else starts seeing what's going on what are you guys doing we're like we're airdropping the album we sold like four like of just (laughs) the files with the artwork and and so then we go home that night and we're we're having our like decompression from the show it was a great show We smoke our nightly spliff, and we're just talking. We're just like, holy shit, Like this is crazy. I can't believe that's working. And we look at the files, and I start playing the album. And there's one problem. You can't look at the artwork while you're listening to the album. Because of files. Oh, or,
1: right, 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 right,
0: right. It'd be so sick if you
1: could, because you can only open, it. you can
0: only open one file at one, a time, like sure. on, a, on an iPhone. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: Right. So, so you can't read along to the lyrics, which is like that's a really important experience yeah. of the app. That's like the whole thing that yeah. I, we wanted to be selling.
1: Yeah. Is that
0: that experience? And so then, we're just we're just high. We're just playing around with it and just like did one thing like. Uh, it's like clicked on the song and it was like it was like share there's like more button and notes was just one of them I was like notes and like clicked on it the next thing I see is like the songs in notes I was like whoa and I was like wait can you use this with pictures too and he took the artwork and put it in we're just looking at it and both of our jaws are dropped we're just staring oh at gosh. it like looking at how you can share notes and we're just like and this is just to be clear yeah. To be clear, this is Apple Notes. This is like the right. app that everyone has on right. their it phone. It comes
1: with the phone if you have a yeah. iPhone. Yeah, it comes
0: with the phone. No, it's like probably app. App. It's no. like the fifth most used app.
1: Yeah, I mean. And so then
0: we started. <clears throat> we started pasting all the stuff in. All of a sudden, we had the whole album in there and all the artwork, and we were like, "Whoa!" And we had a. We had a. We were doing a shared one between us, just so we could both work on it. Which is that is. If, just in case you don't know, a shared note is like multiple people can update it and it, it populates the same thing on your phone. So it's yeah, like you're working cool. on the same yeah. And then we realized mm, we could well the, the format that we could be getting our music to people through could be a shared note. So we mm. could update it. And that yeah, just became this know. thing it was like, this is unbelievable. It's like we got the Venmo link is in there. Um, we have the whole album in there. We have the all of it played on once. So you can just press play and the whole album plays, or wow. you can listen to tracks individually. We have all the lyrics and liner notes.
1: I you love can, it. Uh, save it on
0: save it on your phone. You can reshare it if you want. It was funny because when I first started showing it to people, a couple of people were like, "Yeah, but like, what happens if I just like save this all to my own note and like share it with people for free?" I'm like. You're sharing our album. Right, right. Yeah. What happens if you do that? Here's what God that means. bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens if I burn a CD? Like it's like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, when I'll, you first. Just... I feel like that was it was pretty soon after you released it, and I was like notes, notes. You know, but then it it worked. There it was it's there. It is it's in my notes.
0: Like I'll read you the little thing. It says like this is what the description of it. Strange Hotels mixtape three. Hello, what you're looking at is the limited edition Strange Hotels note that contains mixtape three and lyric sheets. None of these songs are currently uploaded to a streaming service, so for now they only exist here. We made the songs to play seamlessly as one track, so we recommend listening to the whole shebang. Which is and then uh, the emojis, the finger pointing up, which is right up there above this paragraph. But if you find a song you like, the individual tracks are playable below. There are only a few copies. We clearly dig you if you have access to this and we will be dropping exclusive new songs and some dope secret stuff as we go. And so we've now upped it. We've added four secret or whatever, like bonus tracks that just at any point we can be like, hey, let's just give everyone who's bought this note a a new song. And like, we could do it right now. We could paste something into it. And like with a thousand people or whatever that have this note would just all get the new song.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so cool! Which is so, actually really
0: fun. We are gonna put it out on the streaming eventually. Not the bonus tracks, right? None of the none of the <clears throat> like a- accessibility to us, but you know, eventually you have to put it up there.
1: You do, but you've done all like you ha- you've owned it this way, and and a lot of right. other people have been able to too. Which, in a way, that just feels you you guys have you totally hit on something.
0: I mean, well, that's I know, pretty cool. I know as a, as a music listener when you get any, and even as any person who consumes art of any kind, you want to have the artists who you love and trust, the reason you're getting their art, you want their fingerprints all over the thing you're getting. Yeah, It's like, that's the best part. It's like, I remember just, you know, vinyl or CDs when it's like weird, these liner notes are weird. They wrote this strange poem in the back. And like, there's all these like funny photographs. And there's like, then like the more imbued with their Personality, I think, as as someone who consumes art, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, I and, agree. And Spotify, and uh, not just Spotify, but whatever the format, <clears throat> one of the one of the problems with it is that it's stripped all that away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get why we can't have a streaming service that then also I get to customize. Like, when you go to the Strange Hotels page, how come I can't just make it look? Why do you pick my top songs? Right. Like, right. literally, they just pick the top songs. Why can't I pick what you listen to first? Like, sh- And shouldn't we as listeners want the artist to have the choice too?
1: All day. Yeah.
0: And it's like, if they, it's, you know, it's not like you can't listen to the songs that are the hits, but it's like the artist should have the choice of like, here's what you see first. Here's the format. I can, you know, like I, they should be able to have naked pictures up there. They should be able to like do anything they want. Yeah. That's what I just think art should be is just like, just give them complete control. Yeah. And so this felt like a way to us of like taking back a little bit of the like territory of like, no, we can like, we can write whatever we want. we can like today that. put out a new song. It feels, it feels closer to the potential of what the internet could be for artists. Yeah. It, uh-huh. It's not all the way, but it's like, it's closer. To, it should be like the art as the artist has all the control over the formatting and can update it instantly because it's the internet. There's no reason you should have to wait two weeks to put out a song. If you, you know, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm rambling, but this is like, this is kind of what we were thinking.
1: I think it's feels kind of groundbreaking to me, but from that place of just true, like, no, I'm saying, no, I'm not. I don't want to play your reindeer games. I don't want to make fraction of a cent. Right. I, I want to do it. And I don't, I want my liner notes how I want them, and yeah. if I was mm. if I was pressing a CD, I'd have them in this order. So this is a you know all those things that feel like they should be your yeah. decision, and it should be right. the decision of the listener, the consumer to hear it the way they. That's why they're buying it because they because right. they, cause they like love the artist,
0: music. Yeah, and you trust and you have trust. Tr-
1: it goes right yeah. back to like you were saying when you go to a show and you want that. Like I still still can think of me i lived in atlanta for a long time and there's great music there and i would go and be hearing somebody but somebody else open like robinella and the cc string band i can still remember like who is this and she opened for casey chambers and i some of those songs are still some of my favorite because i had the cd in my car and i played it over and over and over and yeah, over. yeah again. that's huge yeah so
0: yeah and good. the other thing is like um with the notes it's Like from a capitalist perspective, like mm-hmm. I can tell you that over the last like three years of Strange Hotels putting out music on streaming platforms, we've probably made a couple hundred bucks
1: Yeah,
0: from yeah. streaming. And in the first five days of notes, we sold uh, like 200 copies for at least like 15 bucks a copy.
1: Which is exactly how it should be.
0: Yeah, Didn't totally. Didn't that it's blow like, your that's mind st- though? That's still not amazing. You're like you talk about a couple right. thousand bucks. It's like for making an album. It's like right. that's but, that's nothing, but to any artist that's doing what we're doing right now, yeah. that's mind blowing. The and alternative. Like,
1: wait, wow. That's like significant. You know, like what are what are people saying about that? I mean, are people other artists that you know saying I want to do that too like
0: yeah everybody we've shown it to was I'm sure like jaw jaw to the floor and wanted to just do it yeah which they should do it every anyone should do it it worked it worked out great we're gonna put our stuff on streaming because eventually you got to do that but it's such a great way to pre-release something it's like there's going to be six to eight months where like you can only get it from us on this cool little it feels like you're in on something and the fact that you know yeah
1: Love that part. I mean, that's what we all want.
0: Totally. Yeah, yeah. And and we kind of in tandem when we realized, because you have to, you have to get their phone number in order to send it to them. That's how you mm-hmm. share the note. Mm-hmm. And so oh, in yeah. tandem with that, we kind of had this idea to, um, we got a, right when it came out, we got a text service, yes, a subscription to a text service. And so now that we're getting everybody's numbers, we were like, oh, thanks for grabbing the album do you want us to text you when we play shows? And a hundred percent of the people say, yes, nobody said no. So now we have this, like, we have all the notes, albums that we've sold. And then we also have like 200 phone numbers in a text service that we can literally just like any show in LA, like you can tag each person where they're from. So we have people in Minnesota, We have people in the Northwest, you can tag people. And then when you play in that area, you send them a text. And you send one text and it sends out like a hundred or 500, however many you have.
1: Oh my gosh. So
0: that's been our way of kind of like connecting with people for real. And that that actually is a workaround. So if you look at the notes, it's like a weird little workaround to Spotify. The text is a workaround to Instagram because I mean, don't even get me started. Instagram (laughs) used to be this amazing thing. that was like a wonderful bulletin board. It's almost more like Facebook was like that back in the day, where it's like a free bulletin board that if people followed you because they liked you, they would get every, – every time you posted something, everyone who followed you, would it would pop up in their feed. Yeah. Uh, those days are obviously long gone. I mean, <clears throat> we have like 6,000 Instagram followers, and we'll post something, and like 800 of them will see it. So, like, it's not even like an efficient way – they've changed what it is it's not actually a way for artists to keep in touch with their fan base and vice versa. It's, it's something else entirely. And so when you have a, when you have someone's phone number and you can just text them and we can, they can text us back. We can, and then we can start a text conversation with them. Like talk about a hands-on just approach. It's just like, actually you're talking to these people. You get a dialogue going with these great people who, like I said earlier, like, I found most of the people that like our music, I love. Like, they're, you know, yeah. we're blessed. We're blessed like that. <clears throat> That's Met so many great people. Um, and well, you're... yeah, it's just like it's a direct line of communication with them.
1: You're doing what you love and it comes across. And I'm really glad to have a tiny little slice of your music. Thanks for that... having us on. We should probably talk, tell you about that song. That's the theme song. <laughs> oh, let's do that. That would be Cause... awesome.
0: That was a really funny, so we used to record, We so we would like pretty much always just like hire an engineer. This is for our old band. Uh, we would hire an engineer, <clears throat> we would write songs, we have them rehearsed, and we would go into a studio for like two or three weeks and try to like finish an album in two or three weeks, and then maybe a couple of days of re-records and revisions later. Pretty old school, really classic, send it off to mastering. You know, it's like kind of like, tried and true but like that would mean you'd only be in a re- like recording studio like once a year
1: yeah
0: and so what we started doing this is going back to us being really broke is we started recording music on our iPhones and then iPad cuz we found an app for $10 just called DAW which is daw right um yeah. and it you can it was like a 24 track recording program really and yeah we started <clears throat> Me and Nick were just like, holy shit, we could be recording every day now. And huh. we started recording and working on our phones. And that song, Need Your Trouble, was one of the first songs we recorded on an we recorded on an iPad.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that.
0: And we were on tour and we were in Ukiah, California, which oh. is up, up north of the up north of the bay. I played and Ukiah.
1: In a... My my high school played Ukiah. Did you? Mm-hmm.
0: So that song was, we were like sitting around a really good friend's house in Ukiah. We had a day off on tour and we were just like sitting around and I had this little song I'd written and like on the podcast, you probably don't hear it, but on the full track, you there's like an intro, which is like this little sound collage mm-hmm. and you hear like a sprinkler and there's like an ice cream truck. Sprinkler. I love yeah. the
1: slippin' sprinkler. Yeah. It just takes me... I'm 12 running around, you know, in the summer at my grandma's house. That's Exactly.
0: Day. So it's just this hot summer day and I just started recording sounds like there's like an ice cream truck sound in there. Uh-huh. That's actually turkey in the straw, but it's backwards. So it's like a reverse ice cream truck. Nice. I found some like singing bowls she had and was like making a note out of that. Uh, yeah. and, like, And then we just like, Nick was like, wait, hold on. He like held up the iPad and we had like, like crappy old Apple headphones and like just like did a ukulele thing i think we had to loop it right nick there's if we yeah there was like it was like one one loop it was like the whole song it was was like a minute long of playing and then we looped that one minute and no metronome either no metronome yeah and then like tag team you went out and smoked and i went in and did some other ukulele part over it Yep, that's the lead you play. I was like, check it out. And you were like, oh, dope. And then we just kind of kept going. Um, and then I I wrote the lyrics and melody, but Nick sang it, which is always fun. Like that's like yeah. typically with us, typically with us, we sing our own lyrics and melodies. I mean, not all the time, but this was one where it was like directly like a complete switch. So it, it to us, to my ears, because I know our lyrics, it's it's really fun to hear that. Yeah. Like it's I... like
1: I love it. I love the ukulele. I love the sound effects. I love the lyrics themselves and how it sounds. And like I said, that first time I heard it, I was like, "Oh, I just want, I want some instrumental. I want some longer instrumental." And yeah. then there it was. I just was looking in some random place. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, yeah. Nick's the reason the Nick's vocals sound so distorted is because it was I just like it. we're just using like low quality mics and like but you accentuate it, right? Like we cranked up the game so it would have like a fuzz. almost sounds like a strokes, like a strokes vocal.
1: Well, and the whole crazy thing is then I was trying to figure out what to call this podcast, you know, my name, like something catchy, something creative. People are like, call it what it is, you know, creative talks or whatever. And um, my friend said, she listened to the song which everybody was like yes this song she's like why don't you call it sill Chats? so not only do i have a song but the name of the podcast is from the song
0: well that's, that's so cool. cute to me i remember right, that was about i yeah i started dating this person that it lasted a really long time and she would always come over and sit right in my window and like play guitar and like yeah been that the was,
1: latest records
0: yep discuss <laughs> the latest trends uh <laughs> Yeah, so when I saw that it was not only using it, but titled that, I was like, I was floored. It's, I couldn't imagine a better person to use it, too.
1: Oh thanks, you guys. Full circle. Well, you're going to have to come to Vashon. Check out the we're yeah, at my f- friend's big drafty farmhouse, he's episode 102, Tom. And uh, just, Great. you know, it just fits. And I, I feel really lucky to have found it and to get to hang out with you guys. Super cool. Thanks. likewise a little fan we'll girl. It's any, been
0: fun and anytime you want us on we yeah we i'd love those. it
1: I, would you come play on it sometime
0: totally okay yeah that'd, that'd be, be cool. great I, I have some family do you know lummy Island
1: yeah yeah
0: I have some family on lummy
1: Island oh cool well I hope I'm not sure if I'm on your email i certainly would have said yes had you said so when you're on tour i want to know and if I come down oh there, yeah we'll
0: add you no. we'll add you to our text list
1: please. And tell the folks how they can get the notes version of mixtape three.
0: I'm just going to say it right now. So it's going to come out on Spotify, but if you want the version that has extra songs and all the beautiful artwork, the
1: people Mm -hmm. and
0: support, you can actually, so this is on our Instagram and our website, our phone number. I'll just read it right now. Just text this number and we'll, we'll send you the thing. It's six, five, one, five, three, eight, six, nine, six, one. So six five one five three eight six nine sixty one. text that number. We'll send you the mixtape.
1: And what do you want them to say?
0: Just say, send me the mixtape. Awesome. And if you found it through this podcast, mention that too. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. That would be cool to know. Yeah. You guys, it's so easy. Just, it's
0: just so do easy. it.
1: And, you, so and then easy. you can send them a little, did I, and then do, did I Venmo you? How'd I get you the money? Didn't I Venmo? Yeah. There's
0: a, there's a Venmo and a cash app link. In, yeah, uh, so cool. Just in the note, just click on it, and we trust you. Awesome, it's, an, it's honor do, system.
1: I love that. So cool. So I always tie it together with who's inspiring you these days.
0: Man, so much stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I've I've been listening to Mac DeMarco this week. I love. I've always loved Mac DeMarco, but man, I hadn't listened to that first album in years. I just put it on a couple days ago. Banger. There's just no skips on it. I love that. Um
1: You introduced me to somebody I didn't. Well, I didn't know I'd heard, but didn't know I didn't. Anderson Dot Pack.
0: Oh my God, oh, yeah. Anderson Parker, He's great. Yeah, one. Pac, He's yeah,
1: so He's cool. Truly and
0: one I, of, truly, one of the greats.
1: Oh my gosh! And I watched some of his videos too. Wow, really?
0: Have you seen? Have you seen his tiny desk?
1: No, I haven't seen his tiny desk. Oh, I'll have so to that's lunch. actually oh, kind man. of what.
0: That's kind of what broke him, like because it's oh. so. It's the most. We're talking tiny desk
1: d- concerts. I'll put a link to it.
0: It's the most viewed tiny desk of all time.
1: Oh, how'd I miss that? And
0: it was back in. Uh, there's a more recent one, but watch the one in, from 2016. It's okay. it's it's one of the most beautiful things. He's always inspiring. Nick, what are you been listening to? Drake. Yeah. Drake. I, mean, mm. I always listen to a lot of Drake. Yeah. Um What I've been listening to. We DJ a lot okay. too. So to, like, look at my phone. My brain doesn't even mem- remember anything anymore.
1: I love that you DJ too. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I just got into Bad Bunny. Oh, Bad I'm, Bunny! I'm like
0: five years late. Yeah, so, you are. Do you know Bad Bunny?
1: I don't. I'm more than that late. Apparently,
0: yes. See, I've... okay. So every DJ night, it was like every single one. Somebody comes play Bad Bunny. <laughs> I'm like, who <laughs> the fuck is Bad Bunny? So, so finally, I was just like, all right. I got I got it. It's undeniable how many people have been saying it.
1: Okay. So well, I just I'm went through his whole right catalog. I this. found some
0: found some great stuff. I I can send you it took me a while to find the stuff that I liked, but but there's some good stuff. The song Como en Bebe It's really okay. dope. Like if you don't like that. You probably won't like that, but that's how <laughs> you'll I, like I, it. It's so I good. like all um,
1: kinds of music. My kiddo is a music. I can't believe what he listens to. It blows my mind. It's in it all the way from the twenties to current. He just lists he's a work he's a lyric listener. So that's helped me. Oh my gosh, I'll have to ask him because there's somebody he's been listening to lately that I'm going to see if you know. And you also said, of course, the lovely, which I think you wrote this before new new but Joni Mitchell.
0: Oh yeah. So much. I, uh, yeah, I grew up, my sister used to sing me Joni Mitchell before I went to bed every night. So it's just like ingrained.
1: Oh, I love that. D-
0: deeply ingrained. The first time I actually heard circle game,
1: <gasps> oh. or,
0: like the actual recording of it, I knew all the words already.
1: Oh, that's so cool. My camp counselor, when I was little, used to play that. What's the, I, why can't I think of it right now? But what's the band that you play in the car that you wish you could go to the con- the Michigan guy? Tally Hall. Don't know. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll send you that. Come yeah, do it. Talk about harmony. It's so right. good.
0: Okay, great. Send that. I think I just remembered, of course, like uh, Tame Impala and Krongbin and Jungle those bands uh as like modern examples that's why i'd love to see us i mean that's pie in the sky stuff who knows about that but i love their music and i love the way their career's gone and um yeah so much respect for those guys and they're really really inspiring
1: Well, oh, thanks you guys thanks for being here i appreciate you massively you're just part of it you know i knew if that song was an earworm like if i was whistling it or what along the way that it was the right one. And every time I hear it, and I don't listen to my own podcast that much, but every time I right. hear it, it's like it's just in my head. And that's what I hear a lot of people say. So thanks for that. Thanks oh, for, God, for being our my pleasure. Our pleasure.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, really appreciate yeah, congratulations it.
0: Congratulations on a hundred episodes. Here's to the next hundred. Thank you.
1: Well I hope you guys loved that. These guys are just so much fun. And I am so grateful for their fantastic music because I love the song that is the beginning and the middle and the end of Windows Hill Chats. Thank you, Ben and Nick. And to remind you, if you want to check out Mixtape 3 and if you'd like it, honestly, it's so easy. I did this myself when I first interacted with them. You can text that you'd like it to their phone number, and it would be cool if you let them know that you heard it on Windows Hill Chats. But the number is 651-538-6961, and it's as easy as that. You can also find them on Instagram at strange underscore hotels. And I know we talked about streaming services not being the most ideal thing, but you can listen to them on Spotify. Just search for The Strange Hotels. All right, y'all. Thanks for being here. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.